name is Sadiq Abu Bakar Wai. I'm, I'm the Australian ambassador uh, to the United States of America, appointed by His Expel Excellency, uh, retired Brigadier Dr. Julius Madabio on the 19th of uh, July, uh, 2018. So I've been here for uh, over three years now. And I also serve as the Secretary General of the ECOWAS Group of African Ambassadors, that is 15 African countries uh, representing the sub-region. And uh, I also serve as the co-chair for diaspora engagement and public affairs for the whole African Union, uh, which includes 54 African ambassadors accredited to the United States. Um, that's uh, briefly uh, my little short bio on, on myself. And I yield back, Mr. Chairman. This, this, is, this is Diversified, diversified, diversified game, game, game. game. A podcast giving entrepreneurial advice from a diverse and inclusive perspective with Kelly. He may agree, he may oppose, and it's more than just race, it's about, you know, ideas. So, let the game begin. Hey, it's Kellen, and today on Diversified Game, this is a real treat, and it is made possible by God himself and Queen Olivia, who has connected us with the government of Sierra Leone, which, folks, I will be in November. You guys are getting it first, a new citizen, a new humble citizen of Salon, so I cannot wait. Salon Baba, as Pell Karoma has told me and taught me, and we are going to get into the game talking about Sierra Leone for those of you who also have heard about this great program and want to connect. So, Ambassador, welcome to the show. Thank you for coming on, and thank you for your communications director to come on. He's already teaching me, so I will not be a JJC all the way when I come to Salon and will have, you know, something um, to embrace and to practice as well, because, you know, the American accent. Ambassador, please, can you tell the people, especially those who want to come over and connect in Sierra Leone and find out who they were before slavery. Can you tell them your position and just a little about your many responsibilities so they have an understanding of who you are so they don't bother you about things that you cannot change except with prayer. Thank you, brother Kellen and Coleman. I think uh, um, I, I first of all want to thank you so much uh, for that warm welcome and for me to know that you're not Salon Bobo, so uh, you're not one of us. But uh, most especially, uh, I, I, I have to give credit to where credit is due. Uh, that is the diva herself, uh, Olivia, uh, an incredible human being uh, who has um, really taken on the mantle uh, for uh, making change and uh, not change that we talk about, but change that is real and that we can feel we can touch. And under the distinguished leadership of my brother and uh, an incredible scientist who always simplifies things that we could say what we want, we could have all the titles, but if we are not investing in the future, uh, our own youths and creating institutions that we are just wasting time. So I, I just want to, to really 
take this opportunity to say thank you for the work that you all are doing. Now, just for a little bit of a background, I have lived prior to getting this job, uh, my appointment, I lived in New York City. Um, I was the policy advisor to the police commissioner. And if you know uh, about one of the most controversial public policy issues in the in this country was the question of stop, question, and frisk in the city of New York. Uh, and the people who were disproportionately affected by that uh, policy uh, were, the, were, were the young people, the youths, and mostly black and brown people, Hispanics, uh, because they wear hoodies. And so they were always uh, disproportionately affected by that. So in my position, I, having been a product of the streets, and, and I call myself the homeboy, and I, I, I know how these things happen, having walked the streets and having been a champion in really agitating and advocating against police brutality. So I decided one day, to really go out because I was my part of my job was to be walking the streets and going all parts of, 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 of New York city. So I saw what was happening and disproportionate amount of people who were stopped and who were frisks were black and brown people. I had a problem with that. But when you look at the population of New York city, which is eight point something million, and they are stopping more of these young people. I wanted to find out what was the problem here. So what these young people also did cleverly, this is the first time I'm telling you the inside part of this body camera stuff that you all hear. So what the young people did, since they knew that they could not fight the police, they created a smart move of having them walk in teams, about four of them, two of them will stand in the corner, pretend as if they are just doing their normal duties. And then they will deliberately provoke the police into action. And then when they start brutalizing them, the ones in the corner just take that picture and post it on social media. So all of the negative stuff that you were seeing on social media, the police was brutalizing uh, the young people. That was not all of the story, but I knew that. So then I felt that if the civil society actually saw what happens from the beginning to the end, that would change this huge number of black and brown people disproportionately stopped. And I also simplified it to say to the cops, look, there are no police supermarkets. There are no police schools. Your children, <laughs> they go to the same schools that we all go, our kids go to. So we are ending this together until we realize that your safety is just as important as a civilian safety, somebody who is not a cop. If we try to work together, it will be better. Then the police fought me. 
They did not want any part of that camera stuff. But thanks to the leadership of the then police commissioner, when I said, I said, well, commissioner, if you don't do this, if we don't change this trajectory, this is going to be your legacy. So then I wrote a proposal and I gave it to him. And if you go on New York one during the debate, I was the first person on this planet to talk about police body cameras. And then Wiener, then who was who had a lot of money, came and wanted to take the idea. And then the, 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 the New York Times says, oh, no, Mr. Wiener, it's not your idea. It's Mr. Wise's idea during the campaign. So that's, that's how the body camera, even the person, the elected officials now, who is the attorney general, we fought over that. You could ask her, Letitia James. She says, no, Siddiq, that's a bad idea. But guess what? When she won the <laughs> public advocate, she provided money and credit to her. She was the first elected official to provide money for an experimental portion of that body camera. Once that experiment was shown, President Barack Obama adopted it, and now came big. But guess what? I didn't get any credit for it, but the facts are there. It was, this idea of a body camera was not invented by a cop, was not introduced by a, 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 a chief, it was introduced by a civilian activist from the hood that felt everybody's safety was everybody's safety. And the safety does not have uh, belong to the exclusive prerogative of cops and civil society. Also, brown, black, red, green people have the same rights to life, liberty, and happiness. So that is my little contribution to this country by the grace of God uh, that has now become a big, big, big thing uh, in this country. And I'm grateful that you Salom Bobo Naim put Dawandina, an African for that matter, uh, put that on the, on the, on the, on the, on the board uh, in this country. So that's our gift. Uh, to the United States. And, and we thank and you we for it. And I, and I saw the news reports um, that, you know, in the beginning, and, and they all credit you. And now we have, you know, I won't say any names, but there's other people close to politicians who've tried to take that over that used to be lawyers. Now we don't know what they do. You know, we know they've also you know, used to dress up um, as a woman on magazines, but I'll leave it at that, Ambassador. We have more even pressing issues to talk about those people's, uh, you know, and what they're trying to claim they did for New York. Um, let me ask you, with the program that Salon has opened up, why do you see or what do you hear Black Americans saying, we want to find out who we were prior to slavery. And we don't want to just come on holiday. We want to come and now you've opened it up for citizenship. Can you tell the people so we can inspire more people that you want to come, the entrepreneurs, those who want to build, why are people coming to Salon Bobo for citizenship through this new program? Brother Coleman, I, 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 it reminds me of, uh, Former Mayor Koch, 
And when they said to the late Mayor Koch, they said, uh, well, Mayor Koch, um, you're going to go to Congress to talk about New York. Uh, you think you're going to be able to do that? He said, give me three seconds. I will talk about New York in three seconds. So that's how passionate I am about my love, the love of my country. Sierra Leone, if you look at our history, our DNA, our contribution to black, the black race, I'm not talking about black people, I'm talking the black race. So that is people of color all over the world. Sierra Leone, after the emancipation, when they tried to end slavery, because we had the largest, the deepest ports, second to none in the world. They used to put their big slave ships there to load them with slaves to come to America. So our history with this country is, is one that we don't even need to talk about. And you know what happened yesterday? Yesterday, only yesterday, I can tell you, my president, <laughs> retired Brigadier Dr. Julius Madabio, has introduced in the parliament of the Republic of Sierra Leone, you guess it, the dual citizenship. So which means those people who have left their country, who have come here, who want to go back, who want to claim that citizenship, guess what? We are going to be here to make it possible for them to do that. Look at you. You are proud of your heritage. You know who else is proud of that DNA? My brother and distinguished legislator, the first African-American elected 190 something years as chairman of the House Foreign Relations Committee, my brother Gregory Meeks. His DNA is like yours and mine, and he's proud of it. So, if you're thinking about beaches, Sierra Leone used to be the Athens of Africa, not West Africa, Athens of Africa. That means it had it produced some of the best and the brightest colors that contributed to world history. We have the best natural beaches. You don't need to clean it, it's clean. We, we, we have six months of rain, rainy season, and six months of dry season. You can go over there, you could lay on the beach, nobody's gonna bother you. Second, our young population today are some of the best and the brightest. You're talking about a large percentage of that population. When you're talking about the tech industry, there are kids there in my country using their natural instincts. There's a kid there that, that, that invented, that, that created made created a car from going to picking up stuff from garbage. There are kids there that are phenomenal. So when people talk about, oh, the kids are for our future, forget it. The kids are, <laughs> the youths are not our future. The youths are 
our leaders now. What has to happen in our country when you look at the, the, the president, the youngest member of the president's cabinet is under 30, David Sanger. He is making giant leap in the field of education. You could stay here in this country, go on the internet and see all of the schools in our country. Every school, you could just go on the internet in your little village. You could see where they're coming. That's the kind of innovation that he's bringing to that country. He's brought to that country. We got him so many awards. He went to Harvard, MIT. The kid is a genius. And he's young. So the president did not say, hey, wait a minute. We're going to wait for him to get, we're going to give this job. He is the minister of education. Basic and science. Yesterday, only yesterday, the commitment of this president's new direction agenda. This new direction agenda means he's had three C's. Human capital development, health, education, and 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 and, and uh, health education and 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 safety, public safety. So we we look at Sierra Leone from the vantage point of economic development and investment of trade. The days when people used to go to these countries like ours, they go to the monuments, they go to the uh, 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 to the seashore, they go to uh, historic sites. And they cry and they come back here. And guess what? Our cousins are now saying, no, we're not crying. We're going to build institutions right there. We're going to put uh, 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 beach houses. We're going we're gonna to invest in that. So that is the challenge that I say to people. Believe you me. Don't go to Africa to cry. Just like Barack Obama says, don't boo, vote. So don't go to, cry, to Africa to cry. Go to Africa to take advantage of the opportunities that are available there. And governments are able and willing to roll out the market. Let me give you something that just happened less than a month ago. Our great president was in this country. We engaged a group of African diaspora entrepreneurs, African-Americans, Caribbeans, Entrepreneurs here, they said, Ambassador, we want to change the way how we do business and making a, a major paradigm shift in how we do business. We want to do business with our people and in those lands that have been given to others. All of these people, you're talking about Papa John, NFL. They want to have a presence of so now in December, remember December 1st to the 5th, about 30 to 35 credible African American diaspora entrepreneurs are going to go to Sierra Leone to explore business opportunities. Well, let me just end by saying the days when we can go on vacation and then come back and then go again, I say to people, change the trajectory. 
The country is open for business. The president is the chairman of the investment board. What does that mean? He's the chair and the vice president is the co-chair. So the days when people could go, they will have problems with, you know, you know, this investor wants to invest his money, but he has to go through this one, that one. No, there's a one-stop shop. When you have your money, you want to do something, you identify it. We roll up the mat, we roll up the, 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 the mat for you. Why would somebody who is going to invest in your country want to create jobs and opportunities? You give them a hard time. The president said, no, if there's any dispute with anybody, you come to us, we will fix it. Australia now is part of the New York Convention for Arbitration. In the event there's a dispute, there is an arbitrator. So I say to you, I say to the tech industry, infrastructure, uh, now they're going to be, they, 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 they are now expanding our airport. Can you imagine what that means, Coleman? You're expanding when you're building a, a state of the and that state of the art airport they're going to build in Freetown. When that is finished, it is going to be to international standards. What does that mean? You're talking about hotels. You're talking restaurants. You're talking about recreation. Come on. You know, you cannot be sitting on gold, my brother. I'm begging for gold. Let's forget that. That's why we are here. When you if there are people who want to, credible investors, they are not going to be this fly-by-night people. No. Why you think you're going to be, you're going to be, uh, what do you call it? You're going to be a, 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 a broker. You don't broke. Own. I will give you an opportunity to own it. Don't be a broker, be an owner. And the government is able and willing to work with credible investors to invest in Sierra Leone. Let me tell tell you what happened. The World Bank wanted to find out uh, where our minerals are. I can tell you now, this is not a secret. We have a geodata study paid for by the World Bank. We know where all of our minerals are in the country. So you don't go, if you're coming, you want to go into the mining sector. You're not going to want to, you're not going to prospect. We have the data. We give it to you. Where the oils are, where the diamonds, where the gold, where the bauxite. If you have your money, you fulfill the terms and conditions of doing business, Rather than you going putting hundreds and thousands of dollars to do experiment on this research, we'll be researching where others are making money. Forget that. The government now has done all of that work for you. They will tell you where you go, you see, and then you do business. So I I can speak. I mean, you talk about our culture. <laughs> we just did, uh, there was just a, a big event in, in, uh, in Dubai. Sierra Leone had a whole, you know, day dedicated to Sierra Leone. It showed the beauty of our culture, the beauty of our art, the beauty of our young people. You would, you would be amazed to see what they did over there. But I am saying, and this is the message 
because I know Sister Olivia is also promoting economic development and investment in Africa. Look, people should not be worried about too much research. They have, you go to any country, they know where the opportunities are. They have done five-year development plans. What you need to do is work with institutions like ours. That's what the embassies are for. And as I said, from the day I was appointed to this embassy, I was born in Sierra Leone, but I was educated and I grew up here. So for 40 years, I know how the boat systems work. You couldn't find a better ambassador to lead you to a country and say, come my brother, here are the opportunities. You know, by the end of, I, the, end of uh, the president's tenure, I wanna be the first ambassador to say for somebody and African-Americans in this country to say, you know what? We became a millionaires under the Madabio's reign. And those millions, we got them in Sierra Leone. That is my wish. That is my hope. And I know, uh, contrary to what people think, our young people don't have money, forget about it. They may not have money, but they have access to money. All they need is that partnership, truthful, honest partnership to lead them to success. And that's what I do. Let I, me ask you, let me yeah. ask you, because uh, uh -huh. you know, when the teacher is talking, the students are quiet. So yes. we, you, we, 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 we have to let you get it out. But a lot of uh, Americans, Americans are known to be, I hope this translate over Sebi. And so how do we take then, you know, us new citizens coming in? Um, what should our first steps be so we don't try to overthink it? Because like you said, you already have things mapped out. So we want to follow the plan and we can use our knowledge. But first, before you go anywhere, you want to come with an empty slate to see how things are going. So you don't become a colonizer like many and try to, you know, take over where you assimilate to the culture. So what are those first steps in those offices that the new citizens, the new visitors need to go check in with so they do it the proper way? Okay. I am so happy you asked that question. And I will only answer that question by relating to myself. I came here almost 40 years ago as a small country boy in a big how did I do? How did I become part of the system? I was humble. I learned. I kept, I took the issues that are relevant to the development of that community that I call my natural community. I organized demonstrations for tenants. I fought for, against police brutality. I was one of them. I did not come to tell them I know better than you are. I worked with them. It was part of the system. The challenge that we face and having been here, having been a diaspora leader in this country, there is 
a need for a family conversation that has never taken place. I keep stressing this between our brothers and sisters who are now sitting down like you, the relationship that you have with Olivia. You're an African-American born here, but you have a relationship with her. When you are together, nobody say, hey, Kellen, Kellen is, is African-American. No, <laughs> Kellen sees Olivia as his sister. Olivia sees Coleman as his brother, as her brother. That's what, when people are going to Africa, don't have any of these illusions. No, I know, of course, you cannot expect to leave to go. I'll take my, my village, for example. When you go to my village, which is Kwebuma, which is in the south, we have mud houses. If you're going to be looking at a palace, you're not going to find it in my village. But I go there. I relate to those people. And let me tell you the secret. Our people are the most loyal, hospitable human beings you could find on earth. They would open their hearts. They will teach you. They will welcome you. And they will even bring opportunities to you that you will never imagine. Let me give you an example. When the Lebanese went to Africa, particularly in my country, do you know where they went? They didn't stay in the cities. They went in the villages and they intermarried with those women in the village. They created a family and those families that they created, how are you going to fight? <laughs> how are you going to fight against your brother-in-law or your son-in-law or your daughter-in-law? You open the market, you, 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 you give them the map. So you, I, I will not say to anyone Leaving this country, you're still going to have your values. But remember that you're going to a country and meeting a people who also have a tradition, who have values, who have a system that has worked for them for years. When you go, humble yourself. Try to learn from them. Believe me you will be successful. So the, the Lebanese went and opened stores in the diamond areas. They were not diamond dealers, but guess what? You have a store, provisions people want to do. So they used to do that exchange, that barter exchange. The person mining their diamond, the gold, their silver, they bring it to the, to the shopkeeper. Hey, I got something to sell. Sometimes those people get it, those shopkeepers get it for next to nothing and they profit by selling it at a commercial rate because they are the ones that travel to go overseas. I am saying, make it equitable. Let the people, the natives have a skin in the game. Don't try because you can travel overseas if something is... Uh, a, 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 a 50 that I say gold is being sent for $350 an ounce. Don't tell them I'm giving you $50 an ounce and then you go take 350. Keep it up a little. Let them also get something so that they can 
can pay their own families and take care of their own families. And believe you me, when you do that, when you work with them, when you understand their culture, when you humble yourself, believe me, you will walk out being a millionaire. Amen. Amen. And for time's sake, because I, I like to stay true to my word when a guest will come on. And I hope that we can do this again, um, even in person, if you are there next month or for the time that we stay, because we might jump from Salon to Cameroon to wherever. We don't have to be here in America. Um, so we try not to be as much as possible. But I'd love to know, um, You've done so much in your life and the best is yet to come. What is a community give back that you are doing right now or that you would like to do in the future? Oh, I, 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 you know, Olivia, you, you have uh, an incredible journalist, uh, Coleman. I, I'm going to I'm going to nominate Coleman for the journalist of the year because he's asking the right type of questions. You know, you know, this in this business that we are in, they call diplomacy, you cannot do this work if you don't connect with the people, with your people. It's just, it's just a waste of time. So what we have done to show the loyalty and the support, we took this embassy directly to the community and created meaningful partnerships. And let me tell you the result of those meaningful. During the Ebola epidemic in New York City, and this is not his story, this is the true story because I was involved in that. The three countries then in the, uh, the UN did not want to talk about Ebola, and rightfully so, because people would be afraid to go there to their country. So they were thinking about the bottom line you know, that we have negative publicity. But yet, to the contrary, there are people who are dying. So I said to them, I said, wait a minute, Mr. Ambassador, with all due respect, you might be trying to keep this, but guess what? If all your people die, you don't have a country anymore. So we might as well face this. So we were able to go to the diaspora constituencies of those respective governments and brought those three ambassadors together. My dear brother Coleman, the UN was sleeping at the time. We woke them up and we turned around working with them to do the biggest intervention of the Ebola awareness, which led to the General Assembly doing donor support to help those countries to get rid of Ebola. Fast forward, here in New York and Washington DC, we decided when I came, I said, you can't do this without your people support. So the president has a new direction agenda, which is focus on education. So we'll pick that. We say, we are going as a diaspora to support the president's initiative for free education. So we created a basket fund. That was my own personal vision. How do I partner with my brothers and sisters here? Not only Africans, Sierra Leoneans, but diaspora because there were contributions that were coming from other people. Only yesterday, we were trying to raise $50,000 so as we open a small school, elementary school 
in the country. And guess what? We're only $1,500 away from $50,000. And that money came from the diaspora. Now, fast forward. During the pandemic, of COVID pandemic in this country, I was the first and only ambassador at this embassy of Sierra Leone to create the first diaspora task team for COVID. And we went to our doctors who, Dr. Michael Rogers, who is a military doctor. We mobilized our communities. In three and a half months, we didn't go to the federal government. We didn't go to state government. We went to our people. We were able to raise and contribute in goods and services $7.5 million to our country for the uh, 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 the, the, the uh, uh, COVID pandemic. Thirdly, <laughs> go on. Our anniversary, our independence anniversary, we said normally the government pays for it. So I went to them. I said, this is your sixth year independence anniversary. Can you partner with us? Guess what? They said, Mr. Ambassador, stay, just step aside. We will do it. They paid every single penny for hosting a wonderful reception in which everybody had a great time. Why did this all happen? Because I have faith and trust in the partnership of our people, our diaspora. And when all ambassadors, I always tell my colleagues, the diaspora is not your enemy. The diaspora are your partners. Guess what? When you look at all of our countries, our remittances are more than any foreign exchange any of any country could give to our countries. So they have a skin in the game. Let's work with them. And that diaspora does not only include old people, it includes young people, it includes women. And a woman yesterday, Dr. Bernadette Sankor, partnered with us for the free education basket fund. She gave $10,000 to bring us to the free. So, I, 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 and, and even Sister Olivia, uh, Dr. Nelson Aluya, you know, the incredible work these people are doing uh, something that we will always remember uh, that contrary to what other critics are saying, but there are people who are not criticizing, but they say, you know, send me, I'm going to do it. And they are doing it. So just like you are doing, people should not wait for heaven to come to them. Take, there's heaven right here. Let us rejoice in it and let us work together. You cannot do it by yourself. It doesn't matter how much title you have. It doesn't matter how much education you have. You have to sit on somebody else's shoulders. I've been sitting on these shoulders for so long and I'm grateful and I'm humble and thankful. And now, thanks to Olivia and uh, Brother Nelson, I'm now sitting on Kellen Coleman's shoulder. And I hope you know that there is shoulder here you could sit on too, my brother. And God bless you.
God bless you. And I'm going to, I'm going to do that because we want to get to where you are at in life. Uh, your wisdom, your experience. We need to hear those stories. I can't wait for um, Olivia, or even if you send me a message when the book will be out so we can read the book, share it, tell our libraries to order it in bulk. Because if we don't have that, we are leaning on our own understanding. And we know that the scriptures tell us that it is a no, no, we don't know enough. So I, I thank you. If you guys don't know, an ambassador's job is many duties. So I, at no point want to keep you up because I want him to say yes next time. So that's why I can't get to every question that's in my head. But I want to make sure he goes to his next meeting and at least gets to get a drink of water, maybe something else. Um, some Montango, some 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 something that is just that will refill him because I thank you for your time, sir, and appreciate you. And I hope to see you soon next month in Salon, Bobo. Yes, kill him. Let me let me end because I know that uh, 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 my my press attaché, uh, who is perhaps one of the most experienced politicians that I have on this staff, uh, uh, he may want to say something. But of course, with your permission, you are the chairman. You are the one that controls the microphone. Uh, I I could not. Uh, I think uh, it would not be uh, truthful in my own way that my sister, the diva uh, herself, uh, I'm sure uh, people will want to hear from her uh, because you you are a magician, Ken. And uh, if you will allow me to just give a few minutes, a few seconds to those people, and uh, then I can sign off with your permission, of course, sir. Of course you can, but I know you have another meeting shortly. So, Karoma and Olivia, well, say what you so like. Yes, yes. say uh, thank you so much, Ambassador Wei. It's always a pleasure. You know, I look at Ambassador Wei as a walking library. In his presence, I just become like a sponge, soaking in every single word and knowledge. I can't uh, say it enough, uh, Ambassador. I'm so grateful to cross ways with you. You've become a mentor. I really look up to you. I've learned so much from you in such a short time. And I can only imagine what the future holds. And yes, we want the book. We want the book, Ambassador. You have so much to give. We are looking forward to that book. <laughs> Zoom. I, I, I only know you have an appointment because I had asked him after you were done. I would like to yes. get his story. He told me you guys have a two o'clock. So I don't want yes, to I have a two root. Yeah, but yes. we will tell him. He has my number. We are okay. going to connect and do it. I thank you. Thank you. Bless thank you. Olivia, stay on, thank please. Thank you so much, Ambassador. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Are you tired of the rat race in America? Are you ready to visit the motherland to relax and rejuvenate? Are you ready to explore all that Africa has to offer? Then check out the brand new Diversified Game Academy course, Prepare for My First Trip to Africa. Are you worried about being able to afford the trip? We got you. We will show you how to travel either on a budget or as a baller. Learn how to stress the value of the USD. Did you know that 100 United States dollars is worth over 1,000 South African Rand or 10,000 Kenyan shillings or 54,250 West African CFA? 
Are you worried about taking your kids? Get the game from Kellen Cash, a bona fide world traveler, having traveled to almost 20 countries, several of those in Africa. Get the game on taking your kids on their first trips. Learn how to find the best tickets, get the visas, and plan your own adventures in Africa. Don't let Eddie Murphy have all the fun. Plan your own coming to Africa trip starring you, produced by you, and featuring you. If you are ready for a life-changing experience, sign up for our course today, Diversified Game Academy. Get prepared and purchase at diversifiedgame.com. Thanks for getting in the game and listening to the Diversified Game Podcast with Kellen, the number one show pairing entrepreneurship with diverse and inclusive perspectives like wine and cheese, bagel and locks, fish and grits. Be sure to visit DiversifiedGame.com for all the good stuff. Join in the conversation and discover more content.